Good morning, St. Bart's. Welcome on this Pentecost Sunday. Uh, we're so excited. The 50 days of Easter now culminate in this day when we remember and participate in how God poured out his Holy Spirit, his very self, on the apostles, giving birth to the church, preaching the gospel to all the nations that were gathered in Jerusalem, that Feast of Pentecost some 2,000 years ago. So welcome today as we worship. Be sure and download or print your bulletin so that you can participate with us. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're hanging in there. We hope you're taking your walks and washing your hands and praying for God's mercy to let this uh, crisis pass quickly and so that we can gather together again soon. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouths shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Here is love vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood. When the prince of life our ransom shed for us, his precious blood who is love will not remember who can cease to sing his praise he can never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal days on the mount of crucifixion Fountains open deep and wide Through the floodgates of God's mercy Float a vast and gracious tide Who is love will not remember Who can cease to sing his praise He can never be forgotten Throughout heaven's eternal day Oh God who sacrificed 
Christ Being thrown upon the praises of a thousand generations You are worthy, Lord of all Unto you the slain and risen King We lift our voice with heaven singing worthy, Lord Lord of all, Lord of 
How manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There move the ships, and there is that Leviathan, which you have made for the sport of it. You give it to them, they gather it. You open your hand, and they are filled with good things. You send forth your spirit, and they are created, and so you renew the face of the earth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today's first lesson is from Acts. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And it divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing him speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. The word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John. 
On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, present in all places, filling all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and abide in us. Cleanse us of every stain and save our souls, gracious Lord. Amen. Amen. And a happy feast of Pentecost to you today. Um, it's fascinating that we're, we started this pandemic in the season of Lent, and now we are on the day of Pentecost. And this pandemic, no doubt, will affect us in several ways. Uh, we will look back at this as history. So I've been thinking about the recent graduates from our high school, and we've been seeing where they're going to go to college and And I feel like I need to tell each one of them, I'm sorry this happened in your senior year. Truly, this is a historical moment for all of us. It's something that we'll remember in the news. It's something that we'll remember in our lives for a long time to come. But not only is it historical, I believe that it will also be redemptive. In a mysterious way, I know that God will use this time for growing us in holiness, growing us in his image and likeness, making this an opportunity for us to behold and become. So not only is this a historical and redemptive moment, but it's also deeply personal. In the survey that many of you have filled out, and we've, we've noted over the last couple of weeks that you've experienced this in, in all sorts of ways, but we all feel it personally in different ways. Some of us are angry, depressed, isolated. Some of us are content, happy, joyful. But all of us are affected in personal ways. And I want to ask the question today, what does Pentecost mean? And I want to answer it in these three arenas, the historical, the redemptive, and the personal. Now, What does Pentecost mean in terms of its historical significance? Well, we know it's an actual event that happened in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Passover, 50 days after our Lord Jesus was crucified and resurrected. And so we mark it thus. We keep the great 50 days of Easter and we culminate them and seal them with the day of Pentecost because that's how it happened. And the reason we do this, the reason that the church has feasts is because feasts help us remember and mark and connect with the divine reality that breaks in on our time and our space. And it just so happens that in this historical moment, this this breaking in of God in a divine way is in a redemptive and a very deeply personal way. 
We know that um, in the feasts, we uh, supremely mark the incarnation of Christ because without the incarnation, there would be no resurrection, there would be no crucifixion, there'd be no ascension as we celebrated last Sunday. And certainly there would be no Pentecost. Historically also though, Pentecost is a moment where we see those divided tongues of fire as we heard in our uh, lesson today. I hope you enjoyed that, all the different languages being read, maybe a little bit what it would have sounded like in Jerusalem that day. But we heard that this mighty rushing wind came in and tongues as of fire alighted upon all of the disciples' heads. And this is a moment historically where the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, breaks in on the disciples and in a sense ordains them or sets them apart. And really we see them in this moment going from being disciples of Christ to his apostles. And we hear that, don't we? In this historic moment in John's gospel that Jesus says, as the father has sent me, I am sending you, apostolos, one who is sent. So historically we have that happening. But secondly, there's a redemptive side of Pentecost. And we may forget about this, but in Genesis chapter 11, there's the, the saga of the Tower of Babel. And pride had caused great um, ambition for man, for people. And they built this great tower and they said, we will build it to heaven and we will be like God. And God looks and sees that this sort of union and this power has not gone for good or for the glory of God or even for a, a, a divine and holy relationship with the one living God, but instead man has asserted himself as God. And so God confuses them Babel means literally, you guessed it, to babble, to utter nonsense. So he divided them and gave them different languages and different tongues. So we see this moment of division caused by pride. Their pride caused division. But now, in its redemptive sense, Pentecost here unites. In humility, there's a union brought. And how do we see that? by the tongues that the disciples, the apostles utter. Each of them are proclaiming in different tongues, tongues that are the mother tongue to all these different people gathered in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. They hear them, men from Judea, Medes, Parthians, they all hear in their native tongues, these men proclaiming the wonders of God. And therefore the gospel is preached to all nations that are gathered in Jerusalem. And it's interesting, isn't it? That in Genesis 11, pride causes division. Pride causes scattering. Yet in this new creation, in this new humanity called the church, which is birthed on this day of Pentecost, there is a union, a humility. And it's all around who? It's all around the crucified, and risen Christ. For the message that they proclaim isn't just a message of, of goodness or peace or goodwill or prosperity or one economy or one good feeling spirit. It's a message specifically around the crucified and risen Christ 
as St. Peter proclaims in the verses following. So there's a historical meaning of Pentecost. There's a redemptive meaning of Pentecost. And lastly, there is a personal meaning of Pentecost. And this may be the most important because it's, it's difficult and mysterious to appropriate this personal meaning of Pentecost. But it is this, that God lives in us. All of the prophecies of the new covenant now are fulfilled in this Pentecost, in this feast, in this reality where the divine breaks in on the human to make a new humanity. God lives in us, and by that, he gives us himself. He shows us what it is to be truly human. We also understand what Pentecost means by God living in us because we realize that grace is not simply a commodity. It's not just a status update that tells us, well, now we have grace, and before we didn't, and now I'm better. But we see that grace is God's very presence in us. His uncreated energy given to us, transforming us, making us holy, inundating us in the divine life, in this new rhythm, this new relationship that's marked by baptism, whereby we behold God and we become more like him. That's the meaning of Pentecost, that we, that he lives in us and we behold him and become more like him. Or as St. Irenaeus, I believe, I'll check this later, said that what God is by nature, we might become by grace. Or St. Peter said it in his second epistle, that we become partakers of the divine nature. You see, if Jesus Christ is the picture of what it means to be truly human, then Pentecost is the last moment in salvation history, if you will, that draws us in to have the ability to be fully human, just as Christ our Lord is. We do this because of this historic moment that sets apart the apostles, that gives birth to the church. We do this in this redemptive reality that undoes the pride and division of Babel and brings about the unity of the church, whether it's gathered or not, it's still the church in that unity and in that humility, and we participate in a personal way, beholding God, becoming more like him, and by God's grace, by his Holy Spirit, by becoming partakers of the divine nature. Now, in this historic and redemptive and personal experience of this pandemic, I pray that these words give us hope. I pray also that they give us purpose, that they help us see that in the darkest of times, God is using all things to shape us and remake us in the image and likeness of his Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On this Pentecost day, let us affirm our faith as we say together the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, 
light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, on this day, through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you revealed the way of eternal life to every race and nation. Pour out this gift anew, that by the preaching of the gospel, your salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Now take a moment to add your own intercessions and petitions. Lord, we pray for this historic moment that our leaders would have wisdom, that we would have perspective, and that in all things we would seek the love of you. We pray for all frontline workers, medical workers, those working in grocery stores, delivery people, for armed forces deployed to help in responding to this crisis. We pray for those in the financial services industry. Pray for all affected by this historic moment that you have mercy on them. And now, Lord, we pray for ourselves and those close to us. Grant us to be open and awake to the filling of your Holy Spirit, to the increase of grace in our lives. May we choose life in everything we do, blessing in obedience to your commands that are not burdensome to us, but are altogether righteous, wise, and life-giving. And Lord, teach us to follow you in the straight way Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. 
Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now glory to God, whose power working in us can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. And may the, the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you, people of St. Bart's. We'll see you soon.